A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. To the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. We are into summer break. But as we promised, we ain't going nowhere. And here we are with a crazy scenario and something. We're just feeding the imaginations of people, aren't we, Tommy? That, you know what? Without Red Bull, we've got one of the greatest seasons on our hands. (laughs) Exactly. And it's peak summer break content. I can see all the comments now going... You know what? Like, it is summer break content. It's a bit of fun, and uh, it's just a bit of a thing to keep you all entertained during the uh, break. I'm just going to say a disclaimer right at the top of the show. We commend Red Bull's achievements. What an amazing win streak that they're on. But that doesn't mean we can't imagine life without them just just for one episode. Maybe two. Exactly. They can't win like, every race. <laughs> they can't win every race. It happens in, in the past, you know, we've, we've, there's talk of like, oh, you know, would Schumacher have won the title if he hadn't broke his leg halfway through 99? Matt's going to go, yes, absolutely. And like, they, they have these... won every season <laughs> since. Still exactly. Still now, yeah. Like, oh, what if Hamilton had never gone to Mercedes? Like, it's just a bit of fun. Alonso and, would have won every title. Yeah. It's just a bit of fun. I'm a Max Verstappen fan, so... Don't. Are you Tommy though? I oh, want to yeah. question it. How dare you root for anyone else? You have to be tunnel visioned. I'm waving. Audio them. listeners, oh. he's waving a Lewis Hamilton flag. Yeah, we've, we've absolutely <laughs> outed <dare> him. You? <laughs> um, it was a Max Verstappen flag. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just a bit of fun. So don't take it too seriously. Uh, it's all hypothetical, of course. Um, and I'll have a little mini rant at the end because... At the uh, end? And, and just, I thought it was at well, the start. No, no, it, this, this was kind of what it was oh. going to be. Like, just don't take it too seriously. Um, but at the end, there's a bit of like a, a, a thought about Ooh. like Red Bull and this, this season. So I'll save the it for the end to cover, to cover it all. Prepared. The final mm. thought has already been locked in. Wait for Tommy's <laughs> final thought. Here we go. Now, before we dive into it, we need to share a five-star review. If you want yours to be read out, please do leave us one. It helps us so much uh, in growing the podcast, and uh, we really do appreciate it. This one comes in from TA878787 from the, in the UK. Simply lovely, mate. What a podcast. Beautiful dynamic. Lovely to listen to in any situation. I like listening to P1 while Rubik's cubing. I like that. I, I like, just, like just hearing random things that people would I was just do. imagining any situation, just like shopping, great situation. In the bath, great situation. Like Rubik's wherever. Cubing in the bath. Making love to Tom Bellingham, great situation. <laughs> to listen to people in that time. Right, let's begin with starting with a question from Ulis Rokas. Do you agree with Hamilton's take that without Red Bull, the championship would be super hype? I believe this particular piece of content is about to tell you, yes. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler alert. We constantly talk about how 
the fight for P2 is chopping and changing left, right and centre. You've had Aston Martin second fastest. Sometimes, you know, even knocking on the door of Red Bull at the start of the year. Then you had Ferrari. Then you had Mercedes. McLaren popping out of nowhere. You know the headlines would be, can McLaren mount a championship comeback in the second half of the year? Don't think so after Spa. But all of these storylines would be flying off the shelves. Like you'd have Alonso, 42 years old now. Can he win the world title? Can Lance Stroll somehow make Aston Martin Constructors world champions or will he just constantly score two points every week? Lots of storylines, eh, Tommy? There's so many storylines. Like, I hate to uh, depress every non-Red Bull fan, but it's even better than you could possibly imagine because we've gone through it uh, and we're going to talk about each race and, yeah, it's, it's wild. Okay. So, lots of questions. Without Red Bull, how close would it be? Who would... Who would dominate? Would someone else dominate? Would we have lots of different winners? Let's dive into it right now. Starting with the Bahrain Grand Prix. We're going to go through it moment by moment. Because, of course, Charlotte Claire would lead from pole. And that <laughs> is a great start to this scenario, isn't it? It's a great start to imagining uh, what life would have been like. <laughs> I know. And your, your, your whole, who will be world champion? Charlotte Claire. Charlotte, like that would that wouldn't have aged us so badly. We'd have been like, Matt, you're the oracle. Like, well, well done. Well, maybe would it, does it? I mean, We're about to, yeah. <laughs> later on, he DNF'd, which would have been from the lead, which uh, would yes, have been very ouch. depressing. Um, you would then have had Alonso with that poor start, dropping back, but then fighting back with Hamilton and Signs, pulling off the the most miraculous move you've ever seen in that double left hander on Hamilton, and it would have just been. Hype McGee, as I'd like to, to phrase it. Yes, um, this is something that happen, will happen throughout this entire podcast. But um, it is funny how races where you're just kind of like, don't get me wrong, we still all love a fight for the midfield positions or, or the le like topper points. But when it's for the lead, it's so much more spectacular. And it does just show that like when it's for the lead, like the storylines of this season would be absolutely insane and yeah that Alonso move fighting back through the field passing Hamilton in that way would have been Alonso like fighting through the field to win like insane to take his 33rd race win and he would have done so after as I say Charles Leclerc retiring from the lead can you imagine your twitch reaction <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> We'd have broken how the twitch I would record, have reacted I, I, I would have thrown my chair out the window um, but yeah, Alonso would have won, won on his Aston Martin debut, uh, and it would have been an Alonso signs Hamilton podium. But the biggest story, I think, oh, yeah. of anything there, Logie Bear, with his picnic baskets, would have got a point in P10. Absolutely. Yeah, Logie Bear getting a point on the board straight away. I do course. love, by it's the way, that we're, we're just kind of going down the route of Red Bull literally not existing as opposed yeah. to like being a midfield team and beating Logie Sarge to P10. Yeah, like, exactly. Verstappen and Perez don't exist. It's an 18-car field now. Yeah, and obviously, just to cover like the, the comments, it will be like, you can never predict how different things will play out. So this this is literally just removing them from the race. And then, of course, like I'm sure we'll, we'll like just to cover it, of course, you know, say when Verstappen had a, a problem with Russell or whatever, like that wouldn't have happened, but just for the sake of ease and obviously it's all hypothetical 
they're just not in and we've bumped everyone up. So that's Yeah, we can't happens. simulate a new race, can we? <laughs> no, imagine. And, and <laughs> imagine we go through, we get like James Vowles and get the Williams strategy team to simulate a whole race for us. That'd Absolutely. be something. Well, but, um, yeah, what a, that would be a great, a great little scenario, wouldn't it? It would. But yeah, what a what an opening race. Uh, a Spanish 1-2 and Alonso, like, imagine, yeah, he'd won that first race. I mean, he's still, obviously, getting on the podium, it silenced all the critics about his move to Aston and, like, what a, what <laughs> a return. Including us. Including us. Yeah, seen that clip a thousand times. Thanks for sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great edit, to be fair. I've yeah, I love it. It's it. funny. It's actually hype. So well done, Fernando Alonso, on winning the first race of the season. Um, I can just imagine Tom Bellingham on the podcast just... You can imagine what that might have been. Like he he would have been absolutely losing his mind, wouldn't you, mate? I would. I, I'd have been uncon- and it would have been my birthday as well. Like what a dream. Jeez. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, though, mate. Because this is all hypothetical. No. I'm so sorry. Uh, we now go to the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, where once again, Tom Tommy's Tommy's losing his mind right now. Fernando Alonso's on pole. Now again. <laughs> I can see the comments already. Yeah, he's on pole. Would he have been? He, it's a different grid, the grid box, spot, guys. Yeah. So uh, therefore, would he, he wouldn't have been out in position. the wrong spot. However, <laughs> we are just doing this for ease. But he would have been out of his grid spot and given a penalty. But he would have well, still he... gone on to win, and then we would have actually been saying that this season is actually not very good at all, and it's just a Fernando Alonso domination. Um, and he would have been hated by the end of the year because that's what happens when people dominate. Uh, no, I'm joking. But at the start, yeah, there would have been. A, a back-to-back, back-to-back Alonso victories. Yeah, so uh, if you remember, the Alonso incident was actually where he came into the pits and the team touched his car too early with a five-second penalty. Uh, and that would have happened where we'd have got, at the end of the race, Alonso would have won again. Then we'd have found out that Russell actually won. Uh, and then they'd have protested it uh, and had it overturned. So, yeah, changed. Uh, it would have Let's been a change for the Twitter, win. Sorry, X would have been like then. Oh, the controversy of that if it had been for the win. It would have been a lot more spicy, wouldn't it? And instead yeah. it was just kind of like, Alonso's got the place back. Um, but yeah, Alonso. All this Alonso dominance so boring, isn't it? I'm getting sick of this video already, to be honest with you, mate. Um, <laughs> I can see why you've done this. Oh, it's so crazy, Matt. Trust me, we should talk about this. And it's just Fernando Alonso. Uh, <laughs> We now go to the Australian Grand Prix after an Alonso Russell Hamilton podium uh, at Saudi, uh, where Russell leads a Mercedes 1 2 after starting on pole. Um, but then catastrophe strikes when Russell has an engine failure while in contention for the win. Yeah, that would have been, again, like it's all these little dramas of the season that are like, oh, that's a little. And there's a lot of these throughout this way, kind of like, oh, that's a bit crazy. But when it when it's affecting the championship and the lead and things like that, like um, like the storylines would be insane. Like you said, it certainly would. And of course, we had that insane restart chaos thing where no one had grip, uh, and that would have been Alonso being punted by signs. But what position would that have been for Tommy? That would have been uh, probably uh, I think second place, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. Hamilton was leading, um, but. Funny you mentioned that. You mentioned about your reaction. Uh, my obviously now infamous reaction to Hulkenberg being fourth. Hulkenberg would have been third. <laughs> Imagine how much I'd have gone absolutely insane for that. <laughs> Hulkenberg's third. third. And um, he'd have been 
Well, yeah, he'd have been in the podium spot, they'd have red flagged the race, and then he'd have lost it. Imagine the pain of that happening. Uh, so now now I understand. You're actually a Nico Hulkenberg hater, and you just wanted to you just wanted to just take away that podium in this hypothetical scenario. Yeah, I love, uh, as I've learned from Twitter or X, I absolutely, and our YouTube comments, I love and hate every driver in equal measure. Look, and that means we're doing something right <laughs> if we love and hate every single driver because it means that we are straight down the middle, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yes, Hamilton would have won that Australian Grand Prix uh, ahead of Alonso, and Lance Stroll would have somehow managed to get a podium finish despite ending up in the gravel uh, before uh, that red flag, I guess, countback uh, that we call it uh, Hulkenberg would have finished P5 which would have been an amazing scene but then not as good a scene as if he'd finished P3 uh, and then the championship standings after the Australian Grand Prix would have been Alonso on 69 points nice then you had Lewis Hamilton 55 and then Sainz 32 so right now three races in you can see the headlines Alonso versus Hamilton the two titans. Who will will Hamilton get oh, his eighth? Statesman, will Alonso yeah. get his third? Oh my god! It, it you can just you can see it now. You really can. Yeah, wild that those two would be yeah locked in a title fight, and they are very much locked in um, the fight for third, which uh, is slightly less exciting, but uh, it's still cool to see Hamilton and Alonso racing wheel to wheel. Have have all of these included the fastest lap points as well? Yes, they have. Wow, and you, oh, come on, that's unbelievable <laughs> from you. Okay, cool, so that is how the championship stands going into Azerbaijan, 14 points between Alonso and Hamilton, uh, and this is where, look, I come into my own, this is where Baku, all of a sudden, this is where I start to get a bit of momentum, Ferrari, are they back? Uh, because of course Leclerc, he, we don't even need to delete Red Bull, he takes pole in both the sprint and the real race, because he is the <laughs> GOAT. It doesn't matter. Real That's the life. only thing, isn't it, that I think this year where, that they've been beaten, is it not? In any kind of session. I can't. Has anyone else been on No, Hamilton Pole, of course. But Yeah, Hamilton yeah, Pole in Hungary. Yeah, so it's been very rare, hasn't it? It has been very, very rare, because you've been frauding your way to points every single week by going for the Stappen Pole. <laughs> and as soon as I do it, I don't get a point. Um, so, of course, Leclerc then manages to convert... Uh, a sprint win ahead of Russell and Sainz, and then goes on to win the Azerbaijan Grand Prix as well. Back-to-back -back little victories, a full points haul, uh, and I'm, I'm loving finish. life right now. Yeah, and what a finish it would have been, because Alonso was uh, less than a second. He was slipstreaming Leclerc to the line. Yeah, well, look, no, but what I would say there, Tommy, is that Leclerc had a lot in the bag, and um, <laughs> you know, I know that we're going like for like, and oh, it's just Red Bull. No. This is one point where I'll step in and go Leclerc at least 10 seconds more race pace there to, to really extend that advantage. I'm but obviously I mean, can we, can we just imagine you on the, the Twitch watch along, Alonso like slipstreaming Leclerc to the line to deny him victory, like me and you, <laughs> how we'd have had a bit of that. Yeah. Um, and Science P3, uh, again, like it's insane. I feel like Science on the podium every, every race in this scenario. It's really weird. Yeah. And he's not got a podium this year. Well, that is, yeah. Leclerc's had three and Sainz has had a big none. fat zero, which and is... Um, it's, a, yeah. it's a theme throughout this that a little Sainz loves a, loves a podium loves a bit of in this. P3s. Okay, we now go to the Miami Grand Prix. And, you know, we get back to, again, Fernando Alonso. It, it, he's, he's back again. Boring. He wins comfortably. 
Uh, ahead of George Russell and Carlos Sainz, we're then questioning, is this Aston Martin dominance good for the sport? Have they spent £5 billion? <laughs> pounds? Is it, you know, is it going to be ripped away from them at the end of the year? My theory of the fact that they had spent £5 billion pounds and were just on some sort of like, you know, banter year where they just get spoken about a lot. Alonso wins a lot. Everyone feels that emotion. Yeah, it gets ripped off at the end of the year, but we lived and breathed Fernando Alonso winning lots of races. So I felt like that would have actually been a, 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 a kind of quite accurate theory at the time. Yeah, uh, we we shall see because there are talks of uh, potential budget cap breaches again, which well, actually sure will go. Yeah, I guess last year still technically they were probably building into this year. and Yeah, so, on and so, so forth. we'll find out, but... Yeah, interesting. Mmm, that could be a tasty little chat when that eventually mm. comes out. Um, so yes, Alonso, as I say, ahead of Russell and Sainz. Sonoda finishes ninth, which would, would have been his fifth consecutive points finish. He'd have been in the points every race. Because he loves an 11th season. place, doesn't he? <laughs> oh no, bless him. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Funny. So, well, so well on Yuki on some consistently good performances. Uh, and then as the title stands after Miami... Again, Alonso dominating. 118 points, plays Hamilton's 83. And Carlos Sainz is just currently sitting there in, th- in third place, 68 points. Sainz loving it, like bagging all the podiums. Hmm. Yeah, still not seeing Leclerc in this top three, which is really quite <laughs> upsetting. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We now go to the Monaco Grand Prix, and this is where we, we really start to question what's going on, because Alonso would have had a lights-to-flag victory uh, to extend oh, his title so lead. so boring, isn't it? I mean, to be fair to you, mate, at this point, I am getting bored. <laughs> you know, like, what, 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 what is this trying to say? Everyone listening is going, but you said this was crazy. But don't worry, Aston the fall twist. off, as the we twist. know. Um, but he, at this point, extends his title lead on Hamilton, Esteban Ocon has an amazing P2 ahead of Hamilton in P3, which then leaves the championship standings. Alonso 143, Hamilton 99, Sainz 74 and Russell 74. Still not seeing Leclerc in this. <laughs> I know. He'll arrive, maybe. No thoughts on Monaco? <laughs> That's all you're going to say? Just Yeah, just uh, just uh, it's funny that... Um, and we would have been there as well. Maybe... Uh, no... Maybe this actually no, we wouldn't because we were on the Red Bull Energy Station. Yes, yeah, so Red Bull exist, don't so exist. We would have drowned and died. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then all the people that hate this video are happy because we don't exist either. <laughs> but thank you for the view. <laughs> oh dear! But yeah, okay. uh, maybe okay. this is maybe uh, in a weird scenario. Dare I say this is the only? This is like the race that actually could potentially be more boring um, than the IRL one because you don't have a fight between Alonso and Verstappen, and there's not the jeopardy, and Alonso just takes a boring uh, win, and because he'd have won pretty much all the races, we'd have been like, oh, okay, cool, Alonso's won. And then we <laughs> definitely still... would have been questioning: Does Monaco deserve to be on the yeah. calendar? Yeah. Yada yada yada. 
Um, so yeah, interesting stuff. And then we have the Spanish Grand Prix up next. Uh, and Carlos Sainz would have taken a miraculous pole position ahead of Lando Norris and Pierre Gasly. What a top three that is. That is a very good top three. However, no conversion as Hamilton would have had a comfortable win uh, and securing a Mercedes 1-2 uh, with Russell in P2. Yeah, and another podium for Sainz. He's not had any and he's had one in, I think, every race bar two. Uh, so far, um, which shows that, um, yeah, he was bagging consistent points with like P4s and P5s at the start of the year. Um, so, yeah, crazy. Still not seeing Leclerc anywhere. No, he's um, still not there. That's really quite depressing. So title leader Alonso, only fifth, uh, which means, and I'm not going to read this out because I'm not going to run Burgundy at Tommy, but you said that then Alonso closes the gap to 28 points oh, to Alonso. Um, so Alonso is <laughs> fighting himself in this championship but of yeah. course that's 28 points uh, Hamilton is is behind Alonso now so nearly within a race win so uh, mm. lots of hype going into the Canadian Grand Prix uh, where Nico Hulkenberg would have been on pole which I, th- which I think is absolutely <laughs> worth all of our imagination that we've been using uh, to to really sort of generate this as a real thing and then he'd have lost it with a grid drop oh yeah maybe not that part <laughs> but the scenes, the scenes yeah. that would have that would have happened. Yeah, um, insane. So then, a has poll. <laughs> a has poll, but not a poll, because as everyone knows, if you don't start from poll, it's not a poll position. Okay, it does not go down as a poll statistic. Charles Leclerc has twenty polls. Okay, thank you very much. Um, but then, obviously, Nico not starting from the front. It was Hamilton who would then take the lead from Alonso off the start. Oh my God, the scenes! The two title rivals going side by side. You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of that. Um, but then Alonso gets it right back from him during the race and takes the win away from Lewis Hamilton. Oh, my God. The scenes. Hamilton and Alonso, yeah, like locked in a title battle, uh, seem to be fighting around the leading positions every race. Um, but hanging on to the back of that fight would have been George Russell, who uh, slammed it into the wall and he would have been in a podium shot. He did, yeah, and we would have been saying, look, he's, he's, he's there or thereabouts, you know, he could have mounted a championship challenge as he, you know, mm. gained some momentum, but no, Russell crashes out. But then, you know, that's a big move because Charles Leclerc gets himself on the podium <laughs> to join Alonso and Hamilton, and all of a sudden I'm wondering, is it championship back on for Ferrari? Well, spoiler alert, yes, because next. Yeah, It's yeah, a sprint yeah, weekend, yeah. and we know how much Ferrari love a sprint weekend. Come on then, let's go to the Austrian Grand Prix. Oh yeah, top three in the sprint would have been Sainz, Stroll and Alonso because Leclerc was reasonably washed, I remember, in that. Uh, um, yeah, that's just reminded me actually that I've not put in the sheet that in the sprint that would have meant that Hulkenberg would have led at the start because uh, he was second, wasn't he? Um, yeah. So yeah, exciting times. How dare you forget Nico Hulkenberg? You said you, you, you come across <laughs> like you're a fan I of him. I told you, you I hate and love him. In. Apparently, <laughs> I hate and love him. Um, so the sprint, whatever you know, Leclerc's not there. Sign Stroll Alonso, well done, good stuff. But the main race, Charles Leclerc domination, and this is where I would have been arguing domination is good when it's Charles Leclerc at the front. Um, I'm obviously kidding, but he would have won that that race in, in Austria uh, ahead of Norris and Alonso, with Lewis Hamilton, our nearest championship rival to Alonso, only managing P6 which then meant that Alonso almost two wins clear again of Hamilton in the title. Yes. um, Looking like Alonso is 
yeah, quite quite clear in the title and Hamilton's dropping back. But then we get to the twist, <gasps> the British Grand Prix. Twisty Poo McGee, here we go, the British Grand Prix. And McLaren come out of nowhere. McLaren front row, Lando Norris on pole ahead of Oscar Piastri. We're all going, where the hell has this come from? Is it too late? Are McLaren back after being gone for quite some time, as opposed to Ferrari <laughs> being back, you know, potentially a little bit last year? Um, the mid-race safety car comes out, puts Hamilton P2 behind Norris, and they have two Brits, a battle side by side for the victory at Silverstone. My goodness me, that would be a clip played for a hundred years. I think it would be a race that would be remembered for a hundred years. It would be one of the most iconic British Grand Prix ever, um, which again kind of goes back to the point that battles for the lead like hit different. And um, it was still incredible to watch Hamilton and Norris fight, but the scenes, if that was for, for the win... Uh, would have been absolutely insane. Unbelievable. Uh, with Fernando Alonso only managing fifth, the podium would have been Norris, of course, taking the victory ahead of Hamilton. Then Piastri gets his podium. Come on! Um, which, of course, helps Hamilton to close the gap, uh, finishing ahead mm. of Alonso. But the most important thing, once again, Logie Sarge, points. P6 and P9 for Williams. Williams, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, are they entering the conversation? Could Logie Sarge mount a championship challenge in the second <laughs> half of the year. Our video after FP1 at Silverstone would have been, can Williams fight for the title? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, what a wild, uh, wild season. And then, yeah, um, yeah, Norris, Norris taking his first win at Silverstone. What, what scenes? The scenes of that would have been unbelievable. Max Verstappen, why do you ruin everything? I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. Max, you're doing great. Hungarian Grand Prix now, and Hamilton takes pole. Well, he took pole. That's real. That's real it as is. well. Yeah, it's right? real. Let's, let's accept that that was real. That happened. <laughs> the uh, real thing of... counter in the videos. Ticked <laughs> yeah, over to two. three. <laughs> three, yeah. Uh, Hamilton taking pole from Lando Norris uh, in the second row, Piastri and Joe. Uh, Norris, again, beating Hamilton uh, to victory with, with Oscar Piastri picking up a nice little P3. Uh, and that would mean the title leader, Alonso, finishing seventh, uh, and Aston Martin all of a sudden falling off the edge of a cliff uh, and they're the fourth best car. Alonso narrowly above the race win. Actually, to be fair, race win and fastest lap, 26 points clear of Hamilton in the championship after the Hungarian Grand Prix. Yeah, and we'd, uh, I'd particularly be getting a bit nervous that, yeah, Aston Martin have fallen off a cliff and is Alonso, after looking like he's going to dominate this championship, uh, looking like the momentum's shifted, uh, and a bit like what seems like many championships with Fernando Alonso, particularly like when he was at Ferrari, uh, like getting away from him. Um, and yeah, like what a what a twist, uh, like after the British Grand Prix, uh, Alonso's spoken about it, like, you know, it might be tyres or something like that that's helped McLaren catch up and uh, Aston Martin struggling. Um, and yeah, like the the season kind of, turns on its head with the form, really. Right, we now move into our final race of imagination and reflection, Belgian Grand Prix. And this is where, again, come into my own. Friday, Leclerc takes pole position for the main race. Technically would have happened, did happen, just saying. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Took poll. Everyone, he took poll. He got the statistic, check it, 20 polls. <laughs> Max would have changed his imaginary gearbox on yeah. iRacing sat at home. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then on Saturday, Oscar Piastri would have taken sprint pole and then won the sprint, which would have been a rather sensational moment, I believe, for, for Oscar and, and, and McLaren fans. Gasly would have finished P2 and, and signs again with a nice little P3. Just, you know, he just sneaks in every single time uh, on the, in that third spot. And the title leader, Alonso, would have spun out the sprint. Although, would that have been a big thing? He would have been running down in about 15th anyway or 14th. So it's yeah. not like it was a... A massive deal, um, but of course, points missing uh, for, for Alonso once again. And then into the main race, Charles Leclerc wins. Holds <laughs> off Hamilton to win from pole. Uh, Hamilton gets the fastest lap point, and Alonso somehow manages to fraud his way to P3, which would have, yeah, again, that would have been a serious yeah. damage limitation headline. Yeah, and of course this is where the whole thing comes into a bit of jeopardy because obviously Hamilton would have got a penalty for crashing into an imaginary Sergio Perez, but we'll uh, ignore that. <laughs> but it's just it's like true. you say, it's ca it's carried on. Like um, we've just shifted the points up, um, and yeah, Alonso, uh, Alonso and Hamilton really are locked in that title battle. Um, and at this point, uh, Alonso's won five races, Hamilton's won two races. Leclerc's won three races and one sprint. Sainz has won a sprint. Norris has won two races and Piastri's won a sprint. What a lovely season, eh? Uh, so going into the <laughs> summer break, uh, Alonso would be leading the title uh, from Hamilton by just 19 points. So the full uh, top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the top seven would be Alonso on 230, Hamilton on 211, Leclerc on 151, Russell 144, Sainz 139, Norris 107, and Stroll 83. So all to play for is how mm, I'm reading yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even, could argue even like someone like Lando Norris, if his form and McLaren keep doing well, still half the season to go. 123 points behind Alonso. Will he win? We'll have to find out in our second half of our imaginary season. <laughs> uh, Mercedes would be leading the constructors on 355, despite not leading the drivers. Uh, Aston would be on 313, and then Ferrari would be on 290. So that that's pretty close. And, yeah, close uh, title. Quite telling of how Lance Stroll has performed. <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. Like It is, it is interesting that... Um, Maybe when they're they're second, third in the title, it's not as important. But I think, you know, if if it would literally be co costing Aston Martin the constructors' world title, I think the conversation would ramp up even more, um, which just shows that, you know, you slip under the radar a bit more when you're not at the front. Absolutely, and that pretty much wraps up our imaginary season without Red Bull. <laughs> now, well done to Red Bull for, for doing what you're doing because we are witnessing history. Um, we have to appreciate just how how well they have done and how badly everyone else is doing in comparison. I actually read a thing uh, before uh, doing this podcast where they were lifting up Eau Rouge and, and costing potentially half a second a lap. Uh, shout out just, to Brake yeah. for, for looking into that. Um I think Red Bull probably have another second in their locker that they're not even using. So hence why this is even more important to imagine them not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you're right, though. We have to to commend them for an amazing, amazing season. Like I said, I read out all those different winners. And the reality is the only winners have been Red Bull. Max, 
completely dominating uh, and when Max hasn't won anything uh, Sergio Perez has won and um, yeah like like I said I did say I was going to kind of cover off those comments of people being like oh it's so disrespectful to Red Bull and stuff but Is kind it? of no it's just a bit of, one it's just a bit of fun and just enjoy a bit of like like it's just if and I think if anything this whole scenario shows how even more impressive Red Bull are because you look at the changing of it's Ferrari, then it's Aston, then it's McLaren, then it's Mercedes, yet Red Bull, first, 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 they haven't changed. So it just shows how even more impressive and, you know, everyone in that team, fair play, you know, they don't have a day off, Max doesn't have a day off. They could quite easily be resting and being like, oh, you know what? We don't need to. We don't need to worry about pit stops because we're twenty seconds up the road, and then bam, one point nine seconds in Hungary or wherever it was. Like they're unbelievable, and um, yeah, I think it's it's just fun to look back on this season, but uh, w- without them because we want a close title fight. Like that is what Formula One fans want. Um, but yeah, we can commend them as well, and they've done an unbelievable job. So fair play to them. They can be. Uh, incredibly proud of themselves and they're going to like end up making history like it is an unbelievable run we could quite possibly see the greatest season ever from a team yeah a clean sweep is very much on the cards as much as we might not enjoy it too much as uh, fans that want to see competition but look they've done an amazing job Uh, well done to Red Bull it's just a bit of fun bit of a twist bit of a turn bit of a bit of craziness uh, and that's what you expect from from us at P1 so that was Tommy's final thought very very well com- comprehended <laughs> thank you is that the word I don't know I don't but anyway know. thank you so much everybody uh, I hope you're enjoying the summer break uh, we will be back for lots more content we've got predictions and we've got reviewing our stuff that we've predicted in the past and doing our driver ratings for the whole of the half of the season and so on and so forth lots of content to come see you very soon bye bye P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.